Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. This is part three of Tina's Tips A to Z. We left off with I, so the first one for I is icing. Icing horses' legs with ice boots or ice cube massages can really help take down inflammation and pull soreness out. It's very important in the first 24 hours of injury or right after a hard workout. The second best thing would be to cold hose. J for jogging. It's one of my favorite speeds to teach horses. I feel that they learn the most at a sit jog. Um, Most horses would rather post trot because sit jogs require some collection and it requires their bodies to be correct and their minds to stay focused. I feel like it's not as boring as a walk, but it's not as exhausting as a lope or long trotting. I also think it requires a little bit more, like I said, collection and focus. So I love to sit jog, TLC drills, the barrel pattern, and my flexion, collection, and circle work. K, key to winning. I believe the key to winning is confidence, and I believe confidence comes from learning, positive attitudes, practicing perfect, working hard, and most of all, believing in yourself and your horse. K for know your horse. Know how to warm up at the show or rodeo to win. Does your horse get upset near other horses? Is it better if you stand and relax when you're before you're up or walk circles? Know your horse. Keep a log and write down everything when your horse is working good and keep it all the same. When it's not working, change one thing at a time until it is. Preparing for rodeo on a 1D, 2D jackpot horse, you really need to know your horse. So take the time to do what your horse needs to succeed. This may mean getting to rodeos extra early to prepare to let your horse settle into the sights and fill the ground of the arena if necessary or see the arena. This may mean you need to watch how the first ladies handle the pin in the ground. If there's a lot of barrels down or running by a barrel, see what's causing it. And then you can help yourself do better when it's your turn. It could be caused by an angle of a barrel, the ground, or distractions on the fence line or in the stands. Help your horse to not have the same problem. If you have a good horse, don't waste them at every $20 jackpot in town. You need to save them for the super shows or rodeos that pay good. Horses only have so many runs in them before they start to break down. You want to respect the horse you have, not use them up. L for liniments. I think it helps a horse after a hard workout or competitive run to give them a sponge bath liniment. I'll mix water and some of my favorite things. I like um, some of my essential oils like deep blue. Um, I like absorbing. I like a lot of different liniments, um, you know, cooling ones, ones that help take out inflammation. Um, but I do think liniments like Sornomore and such, uh, natural things like Arnica, those can all help a horse feel better. Um, and I'll use that on their big muscles on their legs and their joints. I may even poultice the legs or use cool green green jelly 
or a sornomore poultice. Um, some of those things can go under wraps or magnetic blankets, so some, but some cannot, so be sure you read the labels. And some horses are more sensitive than others, so you may need to dilute. If you need to dilute something, coconut oil is good for that. Any kind of like, you know, baby oil, mineral oil, coconut oil is going to help dilute any kind of essential oil or something that may be too strong for your horse. Lead departures. Why are they important? How do you ask for them? I'm often surprised how many people come for lessons or post videos on the wrong lead or don't know how to ask for a lead. I often see horses counter, counter arc or just flat trot for a long time and pick up the wrong lead several times. I really feel like it's something you need to start setting a horse up for a lead departure and not take it. You can walk. And if you want to go to the left, get their nose to the left, use your inside left leg to put their shoulder out, use your outside right leg by the back cinch to put the hip in, which I call scissor legs. So inside legs by the front cinch, outside legs by the back cinch, inside hand is getting their nose. So you're picking up the shoulder, you're pushing in the hip and you're getting the nose and you're letting the left hip roll with the left front shoulder. And that's going to set them up for the left lead because the shoulder's out, the hip is in, and you've got their nose guiding the direction you want. You can set them up at a walk and a trot several times and not take it, and do that both directions until they will take it on cue. For some horses, it's best to let them learn how to get their leads in a circle first, and then you can practice it in straight lines next. But never doubt how important it is to get a lead on cue. It's gonna become very important when you're loping to first barrel, or needing to switch your leads from first till second. So that's gonna be something you're gonna to want to work at. I don't think that leads should ever be something that you don't spend time with. I think it's really important that um, you set them up for lead departures. You have a body that's very broke loose so that they understand how to do it and you understand how to do it. And you can get it from some horses are lighter than others. Some you can just get it from looking and, and your inside hand or just your hips. Other horses need all of the cues and in order to get it, including your legs. Lateral face flexing. I believe it takes about 30 days to really get good lateral flexion in circles and straight lines at a walk. Um, you can first start doing it in small circles, as tight as you can, but keeping forward motion where the shoulders reaching and the hips pushing and you would tip the horse's nose to the inside I like a lot of baby bumps you know where I'm bumping my hand and leg together so my legs are kind of waving at them as my hand is bumping and releasing and the horse will start to give to that pressure it's better than trying to hold so quick softening and releasing is better than holding. So always do quick baby bumps when you're trying to teach face flexing. I try to do it in circles and then straight lines next, and I'll do it both left and right. And you will find that most horses are gonna be lefties and some are gonna be stiffer to the right. But of course that varies, but just like people, most people are righties. Of course I'm a lefty and most horses are lefties and there are a few righties. So, the next letter is M, micromanaging. Barrel racers are notorious for being control freaks. 
their um, personalities are very much want to be perfect and controlling of things and it's really important that you teach your horse their job and then you let them do their job. In the beginning it might be 80-20, you're doing everything and then eventually as they learn it's 60-40 and then one glorious day it's 50-50. So train your horse to do their job and then they'll get where you have less uh, you have to do less and they will start doing more. So don't be the boss that's always saying, what are you doing? Come over here, do this, do that. Oh, not like this, like that. I'm sure you would hate that kind of boss. So don't be that way with your horse. Don't be every second pulling on them or bumping them. Try to give them a chance to do their job. For instance, when you're in a circle, if they won't hold the shape, help them, but then trust them to keep the shape. If they don't stay in the circle or the speed or the shape you want, help them, but then trust them. Same when you're doing the pattern. Give them a go cue, let them go. Give them a rate cue, see if they'll rate. Ask them to turn, see if they'll turn. Just don't do their job for them. Mental game. Expectations and your mental game is the hardest part of barrel racing for most riders. We often set our expectations and our pressure so high because of a recent win or winning in a certain pin or maybe who's there and we just don't focus on the most important thing, which is being there for our horse and doing our job. We get really caught up in the outside outcome instead of just staying focused on the process and what needs to be done, staying in the moment, trusting our training, and visualizing what we need to do. We have to learn to do breathing exercises to exhale and just relax and pet our horse and be there for them. So that if we do our job, they can do their job. Horses are extremely sensitive creatures. Their whole life is about body language. They can read things we don't even notice that we're even doing. So it is very important that you stay calm. If all we want to do is go fast and win, our horse is going to feel that pressure and tension and it's going to end up hurting their emotional well-being. And it's not good for you either. So find a happy medium, learn to have fun, learn to enjoy the experience, enjoy the journey, and learn to just make it about, you know, a couple of things so that you're always helping yourself and improving. You know, be like, okay, that went really great. Or those were nice improvements. Okay, that needs some work. So that way you're not being too hard on yourself, but you're just a work in progress because that's what we all are. Okay, now we're on to in natural horsemanship. Never do anything in training that can get you or your horse hurt. I do that all the way down to using tie clips when I tie my horses. I don't want them to ever pull back and hurt themselves. I never open a, a trailer door without untying a horse. I never tie a horse without closing the trailer door first. I never set myself up to get hurt or my horse get hurt. If I feel like they need groundwork before I get on, I do that as well. Never let someone you think has more knowledge do something to your horse that you don't want done. Even if you feel intimidated by them, you need to trust your gut and your heart and say, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't believe in laying a horse down for submission. I don't believe in bidding a horse up for eight hours at a day to the saddle in the round pen for uh, submission or to humble them. All I think it does is 
uh, sore them and make them hate you and hate working. I don't believe in tying a horse to an oak tree in a halter that won't break and hoping the horse is either broke to tie or breaks its neck. That's just not what I do. I also um, believe that a horse is either going to learn to have fight or flight instincts and we have to work to desensitize them and teach them that they can trust us and that we respect them and we're going to work with them and keep them safe. It's our job to desensitize our horses. Um, I feel like it's also important to work with the trust and the respect and the communication of cues. I think all of that is stuff that takes time and hard work and there aren't shortcuts on to letter O, open horses. Sorry about all the toenails in the background. My dogs are active and bored being in the house all day with the rain going by. I think they wanna go outside. Open horses. When you have a problem arise on an open horse, there is not just one answer. And it's definitely not gonna be running the barrels over and over with the same bad habit. That's not gonna fix it. I suggest absolutely getting an evaluation with your vet or your holistic practitioner, maybe giving them a break, letting them have some rest or healing time if it's needed. And then after that, you can go back to doing some slow work. And I have drills that I can recommend. You may even have to haul and just exhibition or hang out and not run. But I promise you, just running and running with that same mistake over and over, you have created a bad habit a horse that hates their job, and worse, injury can definitely happen to them. So, with that open horse, take good care of them. Keep them emotionally, physically, and mentally happy. They know their job, and now all you've got to do is respect them and take care of them. P, the perfect barrel horse. For me, the perfect barrel horse that clocks in the 1D or 2D, just from me leaning forward to go, sitting for rate, and turning my body for my turn cue. That's a free running horse that hunts its barrels while waiting for me to say win. I strive to make every horse like that as my end product, but it takes time. It takes time putting a solid foundation on them, a solid pattern, going at, at um, paces that they can handle. And when you only have 15 seconds and you're only competing maybe once a week or twice a month, you don't have a whole lot of time to be perfect out there. So you have to remember to do your job so that your horse can do theirs. And every once in a while, you'll have that perfect run. But I think it's more important to practice perfect and then come out of your runs and just be satisfied with what you did right and work on what you need to improve on. I want all my training to be done at home so that by the time I get to the barrel race, my horse is ready and ready to compete at their best. Perfect practice. As I watch barrel practices sometimes, I will watch riders make several mistakes over and over. And then it only multiplies when they go fast. So I believe that you have to practice perfect slow. Sometimes people tell me they're perfect in slow work and it only is bad when they go fast. They just don't realize they are making mistakes slow and it's just magnified when they go fast. So learn to not have bad form or bad habits in your slow work. If you need a coach or lessons, take them. 
And try to keep things in sets of three. Don't do more than three walks, three trots, or three lopes of anything. Your horse is gonna get tired. They're gonna get where they're not gonna try. And they learn the best in sets of three. But quit on the second one if it's a good one. You don't want your horse getting sick of working or bored or sore. Positive thinking. The power of positive thinking. The images we see in our mind, the thoughts we allow ourselves to say to ourselves in our, on our day-to-day -day life are super important. Always believe in yourself and see the positive or the lesson learned in every situation. The key to winning in barrel racing or in life is confidence. And confidence comes from learning, hard work, believing in yourself and your horse. That is what heart is. 100% try, 10% of what life happens, 10% of what life of life is what happens, and I can say that for some reason, and 90% is our attitude about it. I'm sure you've heard that before. And the final, well, I guess I have two more Ps. Push horse. <laughs> Do you feel you are working harder than your open push horse in competition? I've had that kind of horse before. Do you have a horse that anticipates his turn so bad you have to sit up the whole way around the turns, all the way up in the runs, and double kick from the beginning to the end, or maybe even whip and stay two hands all the way? The bad thing about riding this way is you start doing their job for them, and they'll start dumping harder and harder on their front end, not using their hind end, they're not staying fluid through the pattern, because they cannot turn at the same extended stride and speed and have a good turn. They have to be able to collect and use their hindquarters around the barrel. The best fix for this issue is to separate your rate and turn cues. And do that through circle work and drills that teach them to pick up that shoulder, soften that rib, and ride that hindquarter to each quarter turn around a barrel. The more that you separate your rate and your turn cues, the less you'll feel like you have to drive them all the way up there. You can ride more from the waist down with your seat and your legs and less like you feel like you're up over their withers. And this will create a powerful snappy turn with a horse that pulls with their shoulders and pushes with their hindquarters. Purchasing a new horse, my final P. Whether you pay a little or a lot, I highly recommend getting a pre-purchase vet exam. That will help you know if that horse is going to hold up for what you plan to do with them. A vet has many, many years of college, a six-figure education, and they can tell you if there's any pre-existing conditions that will prevent them from doing their job in their future, maybe cut their career short. And once you're attached to them, you know that's not the most expensive part, buying a horse, but the long-term keeping them and keeping them healthy if they're going to be high maintenance or not. So I would also recommend looking into uh, medical insurance when you purchase them. So that way for the first year as you're getting to know them, you'll have at least all the diagnostics and treatments and uh, mortality insurance covered for them. I would also make sure you get a, a proper bill of sale and check the pedigree and the Coggins and make sure everything is legitimate. I'm going on to Q now. Quiet riding for the hot horse. Side passing squares with a supple turnaround or rollback. 
Um, all of those things can be really good for a hot horse. You can also do a lot of walking and jogging with that kind of horse. Remember to always sit deep and, and ride quiet and just work on things like backing and roll backing and side passing, things that keep their mind active rather than going forward all the time. R, rest and rub as a reward. The best thing you can ever do for your horse when they do well for you is rub them and rest them. So the next time you're doing a drill or the pattern and your horse does well, reach down and rub them and stop and just let them rest with no pressure. That will build their confidence and teach them they can relax with you on their back. It doesn't always have to be about drills and learning. Rain length and hand position can cost you valuable times on the barrel pattern. If your reins are too long, when you cue your horse to start or finish a turn, there will be a delay or your hands will get too high up at your chest or maybe out over the barrel or down at your thigh. If your reins are too short, you could be in their face too much. I like my reins to just barely touch my saddle horn when my chin strap is engaged. Of course, that's going to vary if your horse is more collected or higher headed, but definitely you don't want your reins behind your saddle horn. So loping a circle one-handed will often tell you if your reins are a good length or not. Rider cues, my next are. Do you help or hurt your horse in competition? It's the little things that matter in competition to shave time off the clock. Some riders give mixed signals, for example, if you're leaving a turn kicking, but your hands are back by the saddle horn and you want to hurry out, pulling back and kicking is not a good combination. Or you want to rate the barrels, but you're pulling up on the horn instead of pushing back on the horn is definitely a problem. Maybe you're leaning and looking down their neck and not sitting centered in the middle of your saddle or even having a little weight on your outside stirrup. And then you wonder why they hit barrels. Having a private coach for lessons can help you with the details of your riding lessons. Having a coach that reviews your videos can help you with the detail as well. Rate. No rate. Collection or woe is not a good thing. All go and no woe is no fun. So it's important that you work on rating off your body or transitions. When I'm working barrels on a free runner, I'll often stop before the barrel on a loose rein. If they don't woe on a loose rein, I'll back them up a few steps. And if that's not good enough, then I might even roll back and go back where I started and then come back and try it again and hope that I get my loose rein woe. When I do, I'll stop and pet them. If I don't, I back them up a few steps. Once they're rating good off my body, I may just transition from a post trot to a sit jog, or from a trot to a walk, or a lope to a trot, or a high lope to a slow lope. But rate is very important with a horse that's free running. All horses should understand rate. I'm gonna stop there, because I've been going 23 minutes, so the next Tina's Tips will be finishing up the R's and hopefully the rest of my alphabet for part, I guess, four. So thank you and ride with heart.